Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Okie dokie, Smokey. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. We're not bringing you the, the live coverage of uh, your president and mine uh, currently handing out medals of valor to some folks. Um, I, first off, I'm not going to insult your intelligence because I, I can't tell who's more feeble at this point, John Fetterman arguing, uh, unemployment benefits or Biden struggling to latch these medals, the ribbons behind these dudes backs. I, I'm watching, he just hooked one onto a guy. He's doing it right now. And I'm like, wow, they're really asking a lot of this guy. He's got to clasp that thing, man. I, I'm not being a jerk. This man is sick. He's feeble. He can. He looks like he could barely stink and stand. Okay, I watched Fetterman yesterday, and if that wasn't a cringe fest, th- th- that that's sad. It's sad to watch Democrats just shove somebody out there to keep a Senate seat or uh, to keep the executive branch. I mean, th- these people are not well, man. Uh, but I want to talk about immigration. I want to talk about the border real quick. I, I got, you know, some stuff I want to hit, lay up on you and, and you can tell me what you think or lay up on you. I guess that's the proper way to say it. Uh, and again, the phone lines are open 210-599-5555 because I got a question at the end of this. Um, you know, Greg Abbott is uh, our governor who I have a lot of respect for has sent some additional folks down to the border. I mean, his idea and I and Trey and I were talking about this on where in Rima. I wish there were more governors who who would take the border uh, up as their own responsibility because governors are the heart and soul of this country. They're really supposed to wield more influence and power, if you will, than the president. We have a we have what I call a trickle up style of government, and that the 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 soul of government is really. And the efficacy of it really is supposed to exist at the local level first. Like with mayors, with our mayor, I, eh. he was talking, he was on talking about the basketball guy and the Spurs thing a little while ago. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I flipped him off here in the studio. <laughs> we'll get to the mayor. Okay. Mayor Ron. Uh, and, and in other words, your, your mayor, your local officials know your town better than anybody else. So they know what's good and bad for your town, what your town needs. Governors, uh, Trump used to say this all the time. A governor knows more about the peculiar dynamics of their state than anybody else does than the president does. So the idea of our style of governance is that the federal government really is supposed to be the last holdout, right? The last level you get to and really the most diminished and we've inverted that. We've allowed this weird inversion to take place to where everything kind of spirals out from the federal government. Does it seem to be working? It sure as crap ain't working on the border. And so yesterday, and I thought this was badass, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida uh, has made a statement. He's sending a whole bunch of stuff down here uh, to Texas to help uh, help us out with our little sitch on the border. Uh, from Florida, we will receive uh, 200 Florida Department of Law Enforcement officers, 800 Florida National Guardsmen, 101 Florida Highway Patrol Troopers, 20 Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission officers, and 20 individuals working in emergency management. We are also going to get from Florida 
what Ron DeSantis described as a seven as seventeen unmanned aerial vehicles, ten vessels, whatever that means. I'm, I'm thinking boats of some kind. Two mobile command vehicles and five available fixed wing air- aircraft with monitoring equipment and downlink capabilities, with two full aviation crews. It's a lot of stuff. This is the second time he sent stuff to to Texas, and he's sending a lot of stuff. Now, in all fairness, is he doing it for a political? You heard this on ABC. Is is he being political to a certain extent? Well, yeah. But he's also doing the right thing uh, in in helping uh, helping out Texas because our border issues are everyone's border issues. You know, we, we we're losing the country. Trump's right. You don't have a border. You don't have a country. I mean, this. We, we have an ungodly amount of people just pouring into this country right now. And in New York, you know, Eric Adams is doing his little stupid dance about, you know, shoving these people into elementary schools. And if you don't want them in elementary schools until Greg Abbott, you stop sending them here to New York. Thought you was a sanctuary damn city. But I want to ask you about this. Maybe you know something about this. I, I don't know anything about this. I'm just hearing about something. Uh, one of the cool things about my wife, apart from everything, is that she's born and raised on the west side, and she knows a lot of people in this town. My wife, no, my wife's like Forrest Gump. You know how she, how Forrest Gump would end up, you know, uh, uh, to asking JFK if he could go take a pee. You know, he's, he shows up at all these really interesting moments in history just because he's far i'm not saying my wife is like forrest gump i'm saying i was gonna say she's connected to just about every aspect of the city like a forrest gump type character you know, forrest gump had an iq of 75 now, I, i'm not comparing right. there my wife is much smarter than that i'm just saying she knows everybody right she's been there for everything that's happened in this city over the past you know 35 yeah, but, years you know what <laughs> 35 years i said that right but so i she has a friend that i'll uh who who messaged her and knows what i do for a living and uh wants attention brought to something uh i have no way of vetting this this is uh alleged this is just something that uh was brought to my attention via someone my wife knows and I'm going to put it out over the air because maybe some of you uh, know something about this. Or maybe this is already out there and I just don't, I'm not aware of it. And I'm, uh, it's secondhand news. If it's that, I apologize. But do we have like a, like a resource? We got the resource center down there at uh, 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 San Pedro, right, uh, James? And that neighborhood's going to hell, apparently. And I love that neighborhood. That's where the grotto is. Lord, I, we go there and light candles. You know, I, I love that neighborhood and apparently it's going to crap. But apparently, or allegedly, what I'm being told is that there is another resource center on the northeast side behind, uh, let's see here, the airport. Uh, And uh, let's see, let me just read, I'm just going to read some of this. San Antonio has a hush migrant center set up. They are busing them late at night or early morning. You could see spotlights set up set outside the building. I'm paraphrasing; these these aren't the exact words. They're behind. It's a location behind the airport, uh, and uh, I guess uh, according to this person, uh, people are being taken there in the middle of the night. This person claims to know someone who works for the company that used to own that building. Uh, late last week, uh, folks were looking at a warehouse at that. This location to use uh, 
that used to be used as a shipping dock next to the building and that has been taken over as a migrant center. And this person claims that uh, this week there are little kids looking out the windows of that building. I don't know. Is that true? Anybody know anything about that? Sounds like the Nakoma area. Nakoma area? Well, by where the warehouses are, that would be on the other side of 281. Uh, Warehouses behind the airport, that would be the by Blossom Athletic Center. I don't see that room, but... That Nakoma area. I know where you're talking about. I, I've been down there to get my car fixed and stuff. Yeah, we used to throw rave parties back there. Yeah, in the day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those might be where you have enough room in a warehouse to do what is being alleged. Alleged, yeah. We, we have no, this could be true, could not be true. It could be completely legitimate. I, I don't know. But the implication I'm getting is that this is kind of a hush-hush thing to get people off the streets, I would assume. So that things don't look so crummy uh, in San Antonio like they do down there in San Pedro. Still in town, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, people can drive through that neighborhood and see how bad it is. Uh, The idea here is that nobody is supposed to know about this. And they're taking all these people to these warehouses. Especially kids. Especially kids. I mean, that kind of gave me the, the, made the hair stand up on my arms that a building that was used as a shipping dock now has little kids looking out the windows uh so if you know anything about that give me a call 210-599-5555 210-599-5555 again third hand information it's just something that came to my attention i thought i'd put it out there and see if anybody is uh, knows anything about this because well if, if if you're fine with the way san antonio is handling the migrant crisis the migrant problem and you're a city leader uh, of some regard, why why would you be bothered? Why would you want to keep something like that hush-hush? Why would you not want people to know what a great sanctuary city we are and we're taking in all these folks and putting them up in warehouses? So if you know anything about that, give me a call. 210-599-5555. These are damn strange days in which we live. Number two, let's go to Joe. Joe, how are you doing? Joe. Oh, did he hang up on me? He didn't want to use his real name, and I said, just go by Joe, so maybe he flinched. Was he going to talk about this? I think so, if he didn't want to use his real name. Wow. You, we, nobody knows who you are. You call up here, we'll use whatever name you want. Your anonymity is completely guaranteed if you call me up and tell me uh, if, that you know anything about this. Because all I'm saying is it's, uh, <laughs> this is some pretty creepy stuff. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. All right, we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. And again, uh, you know, I uh, I'm here in third hand. I, I have no verification of any of this stuff. Uh, again, it's just a little. Uh, somebody whispering in my ear here, uh, as Trey says, and and I, we're, I'm hearing about a, a, a sort of a hush-hush resource center on the northeast side. Will that be right, James, northeast side? Uh, behind the airport that's in a warehouse of some kind where migrants and, I guess, migrant children are being taken, allegedly. 281 Nakoma, right. Thousand Oaks area, Brook Hollow. That would be the area we're talking wow. about. So we're just asking if you know anything about it. Here's Ralph. Ralph, how you doing? All right. What do you think? What's going on, man? Hey, um, I went through my resource, which is TikTok. 
and I heard and I saw that Beto Butthole O'Rourke, O'Rourke ran for PTA president in El Paso, and but, he lost. But what's this got to do with what we're talking about? All right. Thanks, Ralph. Okay, let, let's go to Brad. Brad, how you doing? Hey, Sean, I'd want to know uh, whose district this is in and if it's a city or state or federal operation housing these people there. I'm kind of curious, too, if it's going it on. Sounds, Again, we don't have I, any verification I, it is. But if it is, I want I, to know who's, at, who's behind this. I kind of agree with you, though. It's all allegations, and there's no facts so far to support it. And I, I, I tend to dismiss government conspiracies because it assumes that people that work for the government are way more competent than we actually yeah, know them did, to be. But this would make sense because we already know that they're busing people to, to the four corners of this country in, at night when nobody's watching. I mean, this is, that's a stand, kind of a standard thing right now, at least from the federal government, well, that th- they don't want true, people seeing th- what's going on. It sounds like this is maybe be like a way station or a transit point versus like a a permanent uh, residence or permanent. You well, know, then why would they be? Why would they want people know? Why wouldn't they want people knowing about it? You know, there's always protests and wacko people that show up and denounce stuff. No, and, we got a uh, we got a whole neighborhood going to hell uh, off of San Pedro. And nobody's pro- protesting that. Nobody nobody goes there at all, as far as I know at this point, because they don't want to have to be hassled or whatever. Let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, how you doing? Got to turn, got turn your radio down for me, buddy. There you go. All right, what's going on, man? Oh, didn't know if y'all knew that they had, I think they got the fire department setting up stuff over at the airport for them folks. Wow. Well, I know flying. they've been living at the airport. A lot of people have been living there. Yeah, they're using the San Antonio fire department to set it all up. Wow. That doesn't seem like a proper use of the fire department of the city, for <laughs> to be honest with you. I'd say so. It's it's pretty sad if you if you ask me. Right, and right. Then, you know they're housing them at the airport, and then they're flying them all out over the country. Right. Well, I, like I said, it's just something that came my way, and thanks for the call. I'm just kind of curious. Here's Angel. Angel, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good. What are you thinking? Um. So I live near the processing center that everybody knows about. Right. Um. So we're like three blocks away. Um. So we are. We have not seen the influx of. Uh, illegals that we were expecting to see after the uh, Title 42 went down. So they are going somewhere else. Wow. That part I can confirm. But on another note, we had to pull a gun on three illegals that were trying to break into our truck. Where was we this? We know they're illegals because they all have the same backpack. Wow. When was it? How? What part of, part of town was Oh, you live a couple of blocks away from the resource center yeah, on that neighborhood and i live on a busy busy street so they were just was this uh, nighttime or daytime or what this was daytime oh wow and they were trying to break through what two or three guys were trying to break into your truck three and what you pulled a gun and and and, and uh scared them off oh they took off they took off wow um, they slowly took off which was really weird but yeah so Mm. They weren't scary crap, man. Thank you so much for uh, calling us. Uh, very quickly, here's William. William, how you doing? Hey, uh, I, I live in Montevista, which is a used to be an upscale neighborhood um, off San Pedro, and uh, the alleyway behind me has a, a, a washeteria with with Wi-Fi and a restroom, and it has become a cesspool. 
Mm. I've been broken into. I had to hit hit a guy with a fire extinguisher that walked into my uh, uh, my, my my kitchen the other day. I, I I was stupid enough to leave my door open. But this has got to stop. Wow. Wow, scary! Thank you so much, William. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I get on, get on the other side of the break here, I'm for a little while. I'm gonna leave the phones open. If you've had some crummy experience with the migrants, uh, let us know what you you tell me what you're experiencing. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. You too. Ah, close. New stock. No. no. Oh, I know this one. Ah, hell. Chemical Brothers. Ah. And I know you played some of their music ah, back. Ah, I was, did. That was a lunch bet. Ah. New stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. We had another lunch bet on that bumper music, and I screwed it up. I thought it was uh, an album cut from U2 off that uh, disco record or whatever it was. Tune Baby. Or Pop or something like that. I thought it was on Pop or Pop. I didn't like Pop. No free lunch for for me. News Talk 550. He was going to buy a a very robust small can of beans for you. (laughs) See, that'll never leave me. Not the, for lunch. The, the little can of beans is going to follow me for the because oh, my not wife for reminds lunch. me. That's just a snack. I'm sorry. Well, my yes. wife reminds me of the bean thing, you know, every other day. So right. We talked about this in the text. There are so many layers to that story. It is beautiful, and it is right. your Monty Python on Calabar Road. My wife and I are very strange people in the supermarket. Yeah. We really are. Right. Um, I want to. I want to go to the Coles here just because we got somebody on hold, and then I'll, I'm going to. I'm going to cycle. Speaking of my wife, I'm going to cycle back around. To we have a story uh, on one of these social media things, Reddit or Snap, I don't know what it is, uh, about uh, 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 some Texas parents who are charging their 19-year-old daughter rent. And I want to get into that because that'll be fun. I want to talk about that a little later on and some other goofy crap. But we're still kind of talking about <clears throat> migrants coming into. And why don't we start? We just migrants, illegal aliens. Uh, coming into San Antonio, Texas, and uh, we have allegations now, or I'm hearing rumors of secret resource centers and warehouses uh, where kids are shipped in the middle of the night. So I guess they don't dirty up uh, the river walk. So we're 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 talking about that stuff. Here's here's Jane. Jane, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. What are you What are you thinking? Well. It's, it's not the warehouse that they're using. It's the building next to the warehouse. Ooh. And, so, and what do you, how do you know? I mean, you, you, how do you know about this? I can't tell you that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they're, but you, are they bringing, they're bringing migrants in, in the middle of the night to this location? There are buses being transported either in, in the middle of the night or early in the morning, dark, when it's dark, the sun's not up. Um, but, it is a vacant building. The warehouse is vacant as well. Um, have seen some people looking at it um, thoroughly, I should say. Um, so I don't know if maybe that's a possible future location, or hmm. maybe they were deciding between that location and the one that's currently fenced. Right, right. But um, my biggest concern is, you know, because the Texas judge is the one that said, you know, well, you can't release them until they've been seen through the judge or seen by the judge. If maybe this is a way of the city getting around them not being processed so they never get before a judge and they can be released whenever. 
It's po- I mean, I don't, I don't discount anything at this point. You know, I don't believe everything, but I don't discount anything because we all <laughs> we already know. I mean, this is not this is an indisputable fact. We know that the federalities, the the Biden administration are picking people up and bussing them all over the place, and they're largely doing it at night. We've had stories that we've reported on uh, on KTSA of, of you know, minors on airplanes that are put on airplanes and sent uh, various places again in the middle of the night, and, you're, and sometimes there's not an adult on the plane. I, I think there's a lot of weird, shady crap going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of, and uh, this may be or may not be one of those, but... Certainly, they're doing a lot of stuff uh, under the cover of darkness for whatever exactly. reasons. If it was legit, why not do it during the daytime? Right. Exactly. I appreciate the call. What about what, what do our mamas tell us? Nothing good happens after 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep an ear out for that. Again, I'm, I'm going to kind of leave that that question open as we go through uh, life right now, that if you've had a bad experience or observed or witnessed something uh, in regards to the illegals coming into this town, uh, I w- call me up and I'll put it on the air. You just call me up and tell me about it, and we'll get it out there. Because uh, you're you're the best source we have because your eyes on the ground, in a sense. These are in your neighborhoods. This is where you're living. I'm seeing it in my neighbor. I live on on the way up there on the northwest side, just inside the loop, uh, and I'm seeing it in my neighborhood. Uh, I, I I famously or infamously have been telling you how I, well, my wife and I had a something we had to do at Ingram Mall, and I'm driving to Ingram, uh, and uh, I'm seeing you know about two dozen tents, <laughs> you know, in, a, in, a, in some woods there, where, on some undeveloped property. So it's it's happening, and and you tell me what you're experiencing. I want to I want to know about it. I'm curious. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey bud. Hey man, what's going on? News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Oh, we don't have any mu- music right now. I'm just going into the break. I, I don't know what happened. We're thirteen minutes ahead of schedule. Interesting. Yeah. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, talking about uh, the illegal alien. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I love how they've changed the labeling on this thing, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, we used to call people who were here illegally illegal aliens, and that, that became upsetting to people. Uh, then they became the undocumented. I ain't got my papers. I'm, I'm without documentation. And then uh, now we are at this really benign word, uh, migrant. But really, we're talking about illegal aliens. And and San Antonio is one of the first stops they're going to make coming up over that border. And you know it, and I know it. We live this crap, man. And I'm seeing differences in the city. And I, I, I'm sorry, but when you have uh, the city council we have, and yeah, frankly, the mayor we have, I, I have no faith whatsoever that I'm being told the truth about how this city is handling this stuff. Uh, let's go to Gary. Gary, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I want to know where our representatives are. We've been talking about this for months or maybe a year and nobody's doing nothing. It's time to invoke some impeachment somewhere, fire somebody. Well, I'd love to see it, but again, look at the look at the. Unfortunately, not not enough people get out and vote, 
and we're stuck with this city council that we have and this mayor. You know, I mean, we had eight other people running for mayor. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, you know how I voted for mayor? I closed my eyes and just let my finger drop on one of the other eight dudes. As long as it wasn't Ron, I'm cool with it. But it didn't yeah. work out. Well, luckily I don't live in Burke County, so I didn't have to vote on that. But we got rid of our mayor where I live. So. Right. Anyway. Right. Well, thank you. It's time I, to change everybody out because nobody's doing nothing. They're supposed to be working for us, but we're working for them. I, it seems, and I appreciate the call. It seems like they're working against us. That's what's weird to me. Uh, Rick, how you doing, man? What's going on with you? Yeah. Hey. Hello. Hey. What's going on, man? You're on the radio. Oh. Oh. Hey, Sean. How hey, you doing? Pretty um, good. Hey. Um. Uh, I'm in, I'm over here in Kerrville. Um. And You're in it's Kerrville. Going on here too. Uh huh. I'm in Kerrville. It's it's uh uh. Just very quick, I know you're pressed for time. Um, I'm living in my conversion van right now because I travel back and forth to Wyoming. Right. Um, I, w- I wake up the other night. My 80-pound blackmouth cur dog is going crazy. Um, I got my little side windows open. I'm at Walmart. There's three of these guys, just like that woman described in San Pedro, with the stupid-looking Biden backpacks. Um, they're right behind my conversion van at 2 o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Um, so you know, and I didn't yell because you know I I sleep with a loaded firearm. I got a dog that will right. You know what? Sure. And uh, I just told them, you know, you ain't gonna like nothing you find in here. Mm, wow. You know, you're not gonna like it. Scary. So and that's in Kerrville. Wow. That's in Kerrville. Now this was this was about a week ago, Sean. Mm. Three four days ago, there it seems like they're traveling in threes and fours. Right. Um. It right down in the city park in Kerrville, Louise Hayes <sighs> Park. That's crazy, they like, man. They got. They asked me. I'm down there swimming my dog in the river, right? Middle of the daytime. Can we camp here? Mm. I said, you're in a city park in Kerrville. <laughs> no, you can't camp here. Dude, I got I got to run, know? but I... Uh, okay, Sean. Uh, I appreciate it. Love the show, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I, it's coming to your neighborhood, wherever you live in this town, you know? I, I Did you say there was a video I saw... Uh, on Sky News SA uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm trying to think of what the streets were. It was New Braunfels and something else. Uh, and there was a, a video. A person was taken from their car at, at at night of a guy just with a gun out walking down the street shooting at signs and stuff. Uh, again, one of those things where I don't have any confirmation, but my, my wife looked at the video and kind of was able to tell, like James does, where, where what part of town that is. Dude, I saw the dude. Dude's just walking around shooting guns, just popping off. So I, I there's all kinds of nastiness that's coming with this stuff. And, and the one thing I keep hearing over and over and over again is it's worse than you know. I hear that from folks who work along the border. I hear that from folks who who uh, are ranchers. I hear that from folks in this town uh, who have experienced something. I hear that one thing over and over again. It's worse than you can possibly imagine. And that's living in San Antonio. Imagine what somebody is thinking or what bullcrap somebody is believing if they're, they're in Cape Cod or they're in uh, on the eastern seaboard, uh, unless you're believing eric adams and the bull crap he's putting out there they have no clue how bad it is and what these people tell me is that even here in san antonio we really don't know just how bad it is but i guess we're about to find out dan how you doing dan what's going on with you uh doing pretty good sean thanks for thanks for taking my call sure uh, man 
just wanted to, you just wanted examples of, of things that have happened here recently. Uh, my wife and I were taking a trip here recently and, and boarding a plane, and uh, kind of like you had said, there's about 30 to 30 to 40 individuals with the little backpacks. They all had their phones, and I, I knew enough Spanish to get me by, and I was sitting right next to one, and I asked the individual, you know, where are you from? Uh, and he said, Venezuela. And I said, how long have you been in Texas? He said, two days. So wow. he was pr- processed and on a plane to Miami uh, in two days. <laughs> so uh, the only efficient thing this administration can do is disperse illegals throughout our country. Apparently. Well, that's what they're doing. Apparently, they're busing them uh, and putting them on airplanes. I, I appreciate the call, man. I, I look, I I'm, I haven't flown anywhere. Uh, I think the last time I got on an uh, got on an airplane uh, was several years ago. It was before COVID. Uh, so I haven't been to the airport. I mean, I when when my kid flies in, I, I pick her up out. So we usually just comes out and jumps in the car. So uh, I, I don't. I'm not in the airport. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna gonna be flying out uh, on Friday. Uh, 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 for my daughter's uh, college graduation, and I'm I'm going to take a look around. I want to get there somewhat early and kind of walk around and 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 take a look at the airport and what's going on because I've heard all kinds of stuff from folks about the craziness that's going down at the airport with these migrants, with the migrants and the dreamers. One more, J- James. How you doing, James? Good. How are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well. I live on the northeast side of town, right by Windcrest. Right. It's a mobile home community. Okay. And it's being completely infiltrated by these migrants. Every time a home opens up, they move in like three or four families into one home. Whoa. In a, tra- in a mobile home? Yes. Wow. It's crazy. Well, I've lived and in I've, I've lived in uh, mobile home parks uh, myself a few times, and there, you, there's barely enough room for one family in one of those things. Exactly. But they stand outside all day drinking beer, playing their music real loud. And then when I drive up and down the street, they look at me as if I'm the outsider, giving me dirty looks. It's it's insane. What's going oh, on? Oh, that sucks, dude. I'm so sorry you're experiencing that, man. But yeah. I appreciate you yeah. calling anyway, me up and telling me about go. it. God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've lived in a few mobile homes <laughs> over the course of my lifetime. The nothing, you know what? There's nothing wrong. I, I'm not in any way saying that's negative. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, but they're not <laughs> one family of a mom and a dad and a couple of kids about all a mobile home can take. So if you got more than that in a mobile home, those people are packed in there to the rafters basically, or to the, to the, the ceiling. I'm just, I'm, I'm just hearing about this stuff. And again, you know, you don't hear local media. I mean, you hear it from us, but you're, as far as, uh, some of the local TV news stations, you're not hearing a lot about this stuff. Uh, we're, we're hearing about this stuff from secondary sources, right? From people who are blogging about it, people who are going on, you know, the social media and talking about it. Independent journalists are talking about it, but I, I agree. I, I really don't think that we have, uh, even living here, an understanding of how bad this situation is, but that's what I hear over and over. It's worse than you think, man. Uh, I'm going to try to lighten it up a bit, lighten it up a bit when we get back uh, at uh, at 10.05. And I, one of the things I want to talk well, we'll talk about Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley posted uh, or published uh, an op-ed piece on Fox last night 
uh, about the war against men, essentially, uh, that men are in crisis in this country. Uh, as far as uh, the trans movement, uh, the the movement uh, about that's concerned about toxic masculinity and all this happy crap, and uh, I, I have some definite some thoughts on that. I want to share with you a little later on. Uh, I also uh, want to talk about. I got to talk about this couple in Texas here because this this is something that we hear a lot about. In that the, the younger generation right now are a little slow to launch, right? I mean, they, don't we all kind of agree that they're a little slow to launch? You know, as far as getting their lives going and all that stuff. And we have a couple in here in Texas somewhere who have a 19-year-old daughter, and she's living at home. She's not going to school, and they're charging her 200 bucks a month in rent. Uh, and I want to talk about that because uh, uh, they posted about this, and I guess people were outraged. How can you pay? How do you, it's cruel to force your kid to pay rent. My parents did it to me. I have some definite thoughts on this from both sides, which I'm going to discuss. Because I think it is a very interesting issue that people all, everybody has a very definite opinion, definite opinion on this. Your parents made you pay rent? Yeah, a little bit uh, during college to right. help out with the bills. I, I, just as a precursor before we take a break here, I, I, I think that you know, if, if you're older and you're living with your parents and they're struggling... Yeah, help them out. Yeah, I mean, you, that, that's kind of the decent thing to do. You yeah, know that's what I mean? why you're alive, dude. Right, yeah. right. You know, don't be a burden on your parents, I think, is what is at the heart of this. But the, but the angle is, this is how you teach young people about responsibility and, hey, when you get out there, you're going to have to pay your own rent, and so we're going to get give you a taste of that here at home. And so I want to get into that. That's kind of an interesting uh, uh, discussion to have on the air. We'll take a break. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. I'm going to ask you the same question that the big Lebowski once famously asked Jeff Lebowski, a great philosopher of our time. What makes... What makes a man, Jeff Lebowski? What makes a man? Uh, <laughs> and he lists off a bunch of stuff, you know, like courage and, and all that stuff, and sacrifice. And uh, the great philosopher Jeff Lebowski's response is, yeah, that and the pair of testicles. <laughs> That's a great line. Um, I'm bringing this up because this is a recurring theme you're hearing a lot about these days, uh, especially in regards to the tranny movement. And as I said on Where and Rima, I love gay people. It's the trannies that are getting on my nerves right now, okay? I'm not a big fan of the whole trans thing right now. Uh, for several reasons. First off, there very obviously is uh, a movement or an idea fr- born of the left that men need to be feminized. And they're taking it to the extreme of, well, men just need to be women. Which is interesting because when when men start living as women, they pretty much reinforce every uh, surface level stereotype about women that the very same people claim they hate. You know, lots of mascara, overly sexualized, 
crying, the crying thing, you know. <laughs> uh, so men are becoming women uh, while simultaneously uh, crapping on women's rights, biological women's rights. It's, it's really interesting to observe. But I think at the heart of this whole idea is the notion, because you also hear this about the toxic masculinity stuff, you know. That men's natural traits or uh, a natural idea of masculinity itself is somehow toxic and bad for society. And it's about warmongering and violence. Unoriginal, macho energy, you know, that kind of stuff. Really, I think what's at, 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 at the heart of this stuff is it, it, maybe it's not a, a, a precise plot or maybe it is. I don't know to feminize men because if you're going to take over the whole damn circus, the guys who are going to be standing in your way predominantly are strong men. And Josh Hawley talks about this. He he posted an op-ed piece on Fox News last night. Uh, Men are in crisis in America. American, it's actually America's men are in crisis. He says all is not well, and he's talked about this before, all is not well with men in this country. The numbers tell the tale. Men are lonelier than ever before. They're dropping out of the labor force in greater numbers than ever before. They're struggling more with drug abuse and alcohol. They increasingly forego a college education even as they delay getting married and married and having kids. Calls it a national crisis that essentially men aren't being men anymore. Uh, and the whole notion uh, of, of manhood or masculinity uh, is, again, quote, toxic. Or as Hawley puts it, to be a man is to make the world a worse place. And that's why there's an assault on traditional masculinity. And you do see it everywhere if you're watching for it. You see it in the movies. You see it in TV commercials. The husband is always the stooge. White military men are almost always the villain in pretty much any Hollywood movie where they need a villain. Now, Holly takes it biblical, and, and I understand the biblical notion of, of, of a man and what that means. I mean, the Old Testament and, and a lot of the, you know, the, the Old Testament scripture is very masculine-based. Uh, even the Apostle Paul talked about, a lot about this masculine stuff uh, in, in his letters. Jesus didn't really say much about it, but it, it, around Jesus, it was a big theme in the Bible of the man you know, is the leader of the household and, and goes out and, and, and provides for the family and all that stuff. And, and I'm not saying it's bad or negative. I actually agree with Hawley on most of everything he says. And he's right that there is a, a movement in this country, uh, culturally, politically, even economically, as far as who gets a job and who doesn't get a job. And it's largely about destroying sort of the traditional idea of what it means to be a man. Uh, and it's something I've spent a fair amount of time thinking about myself. I don't buy, I, I just don't, I don't buy into a lot of the archetypes that are frankly scriptural. I just, I just don't because they, they, they I believe that in a marriage you, everybody needs to new, do what they need to do. I think you're more of a partner in a marriage. That's really how I look at it. Uh, I don't think anybody is deemed the head of anything. I don't. I don't buy into that. I just don't. Um, but I, as far as what makes for a man, what a man is, I, I, I told Trey I, I did a, a something many many years ago, about fifteen years ago, 
I went on one of these. You ever hear the Mankind Project? Uh, it's been around for a, a fairly, uh, not, not a short period of time. It's been around for a while. Maybe some of you have already been through this. Where you go away for a weekend, uh, and it's all dudes, and you're talking about a man's responsibility. You're talking about what it means to be a man. There's a lot of Native uh, American lore uh, and tradition and philosophy that is folded into that as far as the warrior man, which a lot of that I do believe in. Uh, and you talk about a man's responsibility. And I was thinking about this last night after reading the Hawley piece, and I had some thoughts. And these are things that, that I th- these are the three traits I believe that determine a man. And if you listen to what I'm going to tell you, Pretty much all the scriptural stuff hinges on this, on this, on these ideas. Uh, our own modern Western notions of what a man, uh, a a good man, is hinges on these ideas. Uh, a lot of uh, this uh, business about being a protector and a provider, uh, you can also fold into these three attributes, in my opinion. And frankly, these are the three attributes. Now that I'm a little bit more clear-headed than I've been. Uh, throughout the rest of my adult life that I'm pr- personally focusing on. And I believe that if I focus on these three things, I will be a better man. And apart from a lot of the stereotypical stuff, it doesn't mean I'm a tough guy. It doesn't mean that I drive a big truck. doesn't mean that I d- do all those classic stuff about what being a, a big tough guy is because I think a lot of that's horse crap, to be honest with you. It's ego stuff. Um, I believe the three attributes of a good man and a successful man and a real man are honesty, fidelity, and sacrifice. Honesty, fidelity, and sacrifice. And by fidelity, I mean loyalty. Um, honesty, first and foremost, we hear this all the time, especially here in Texas. This is a big notion, which I, I believe in, that a man should be, uh, his word should mean something. If you... Uh, you know, uh, uh, promise something to somebody, you're being honest and genuine about what you're saying. I believe honesty in general is a good trait to have, and a real man is honest to the point of where it may hurt him to be honest, but he does it anyway. Real men don't lie. Real men aren't full of crap. Real men take their words seriously, and real men are honest. Again, even when that involves self-criticism and something painful. Uh, fidelity, loyalty. Uh, there was a notion in this country, and in general at one point, that your a man's loyalty means everything. In other words, I'm a married man. My loyalty above anybody else, even my own kids, should be to my wife. I should be loyal to my wife. I should be my wife's number one uh, supporter, number one uh, 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 ally, if we want to use a modern uh, word and its connotation, whatever that may be. Uh, I should be loyal to my wife. I should be loyal to my family. And in that loyalty, do whatever I have to do uh, if my family requires it. We should be loyal to our community. A good man, a real man, is loyal to his community and, and wants to be a part of that community and productive of that, it, it, within that community. A real man is loyal to his country, especially here in the United States of America. You know, we, we have so many blessings, at least for the moment, as far as what it means to be an American, that loyalty to this country, I think, is a manly and admirable trait. So fidelity, 
honesty. And I think the final thing, and I think this is a biggie, because this folds in all that protector stuff. This folds in uh, folks who sacrifice their lives for their country, who sacrifice their lives in law enforcement. And that is sacrifice. The idea of sacrifice. A real man will sacrifice whatever he has to sacrifice if the situation requires it, including his own life. Yeah? I mean, that makes sense. That's that. The, these are all attributes, honesty, uh, fidelity, and sacrifice, that I think anybody's notion of what masculinity really should be about, it's this. Because you know what? Masculinity and being a real man ain't got nothing to do with your ego. It ain't got nothing to do with how you view yourself. And I'm only saying this because this is stuff I have to battle on a regular basis. I have to battle my own freaking ego. This is about what you do. I believe who you are in this world, and that includes whether you are or are not a good man, is is it, it resides in your choices. It resides and lives in the way you treat other people. A real man treats other people well if he has no other reason to treat them otherwise. Yeah? If you're a threat, that's a different story. A good man treats people well. Whether it's his wife, his you know his his kids, his friends, his coworkers, uh, his country, uh, you know people in general, how you treat people is everything. And so I believe Hawley is right that these three things are what we need to get back to because you could fold this also into how young men are raised. You are a father at home and you raise a son to be honest, loyal and sacrificial and you have raised a good man and we we that idea yes is gone (laughs) the whole idea of parenting is under assault right now in general uh so i i I do think men are in crisis in this country i think there is a crisis i think there is an anti-masculine thing going on an anti-men thing going on which is really quite odd because men in the trans community are being celebrated just for being a dude in a dress. But what does it really mean to be a man? What's it really mean? It has nothing to do with how you view yourself. It has to do with it has everything to do with how you treat other people. And again, I'm not pointing this out because I pulled any of this crap off. Okay, <laughs> working on it. What do you think? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA. Now I got that scene from Lebowski in my head. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. The bum's lost. Bummer. <laughs> You need to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. <laughs> what a great scene. Here's Heather. Heather, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What are you thinking? So, thinking about the teardown of the man um, right. in society, I think it started with taking God out of everything and this erasure of the moral code because the family is based upon God, God the Father, He's the leader, the protector, etc. So when you when you emasculate the man, it makes the family weak, and I think it just goes from there. And I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, you know, 
if you keep moving the so-called moral line in the sand, any, anything will go at some point and nothing will be wrong. And that's when we're lost. Well, I, I think certainly it started in the 60s with the idea that, you know, I got to be me. You know, pretty much, you know, what I want, I got to be me, and me is all that matters, and what I feel like doing is what I'm going to do, and, uh, you know, and, and, and the prayer being taken out of school was a part of that. Uh, the idea that there is right and wrong uh, started to, you know, be eroded uh, in that era of, of the do-your-own-thing, man, you know. And, and, and it's really weird because out of that movement also grew the feminist movement, which now is under attack by the very same people. And uh, where are they? What's where that? Where are the feminists? Where are the feminists? They, they say anything about the crap that's going on now, and they get turn, they turn on them, and they're canceled, and you shouldn't do the, read their books, or they shouldn't be employed. So I, I think you're right. You know, I, I think a lot of that, that idea which you, you find in, in Christianity at the heart of what I call real Christianity uh, is a sense of right and wrong. And, uh, and, and, and the idea of right and wrong, which I think everybody sort of knows, like we all kind of, don't we all kind of know inherently, and I, I think that's a, yeah, it's a God thing, I agree with C.S. Lewis, but don't we all, we all kind of know inside ourselves what's right and wrong? Because we, don't we know when we're doing something screwed up? <laughs> somewhere in our in, inside yeah. of ourselves we know how do we know that yeah uh now yeah. The, the, the only problem is and you're because i i'm agreeing with you where we are right now is there is no right and wrong it's all subjective it's all relative and and what you do you may be right for you and you know forget everybody else and and i think it's extraordinarily damaging to civilization just to be able to be in civilization in, in a society, it's it, you take away that notion that there is rightness and wrongness. Whatever you base it on, I base it on. I'm like you. I base it on, on my faith and you know. But also as a human right. being, there's just stuff. You, you know, we we know we shouldn't do to each other. You know, we just sort of know. You know, and and that idea has gone bye bye. You're you're absolutely right. But Agree. I, I, and hey, I wanted to I want to thank you for sticking up for. Um, women late last week on the uh, trans thing with, um, you were saying uh, somebody got a double mastectomy. And oh, God, yes. So I, I, I went through breast cancer the past few years and mm. had to have one. And just thank you for standing up for us because it's horrifying to see people who are choosing that. Yeah, I don't understand it. And God bless you. You're a survivor. You know, I... I, I... Thank you for calling me, Heather, and, and uh, I'm glad Thank you're with you. us. And, and, and I'm glad, God bless I'm glad you. you're doing well, too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing much better. Thank you, Heather. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rock Bye. on. Bye-bye. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I, I got I to funny this show up. I've been so damn serious for an hour and a half. I'm not recognizing my own damn show. We got to have some fun. Tell right. some dirty joke when I get back. Right. And kind of a downer. Yeah, we're going to change yeah. that crap. Yeah, we were breaking news. I mean, we rumors, were breaking news. Rumors we're... confirmed from multiple sides of the city. <laughs> right. In District 10, we might have an issue. That's what district it says. Yep, in the we, may. we may. We, we might have an issue in District 10? <laughs> oh, no. We do. Yeah. <laughs> issue in District 10. Anyway, let me tell you about my friends at Stevens Roofing. <laughs> let me cough first, and then I'll tell you about Stevens Roofing. That was my Joe Biden imitation, by the way. It's spot on, huh? Take two. There we go. 
News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Keeping you connected to San Antonio and your world. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Don Morgan, th- this was a, a breakfast restaurant in New Jersey called the Effing Egg. Effing Egg, right. <laughs> Where's that been all my life, man? What's that? E-F-F-I-N. Whoa. They're, they're based in Florida. Right. They're expanding into New Jersey. Where else? Where else would you have the effing egg but in, right. in freaking New Jersey? Order up some slutty pancakes. You sit on a shine box when you when you order. You got like a little shine box bar. You can sit on a shine box oh, while you're sure ordering your uh, scrambled eggs. There's a good Forget about it. Forget yeah. about it. Bada bing, bada boom. Slutty pancakes. Slutty pancakes. I think I've had some of those. I bet you have. My, I could tell. I, I, I can't hear her, but I know exactly what my wife is probably saying when she heard slutty pancakes. Oh, I bet that's every breakfast you ever had with one of your dirty little Because <laughs> like everybody I was ever involved with, except 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 my my daughter's mom, right? Everybody else I was ever involved with right. through time immemorial, according to my wife, and I'm just going to quote her: "Is a dirty little whore." Just every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So I bet you had your slutty pancakes with one of those one of those disgusting women you were involved with before you were blessed with me. Slutty pancakes. So anyway, I could just hear her voice. Right. Speaking yeah, of which. But you have to deny the whole thing. No, I don't deny no, it. No, but she gave, she gave a <laughs> new meaning to the uh, term bizquick. Bizquick. Bizquicky. Forget about uh, it. Forget hey, about it. Sit huh? down. I mean, what are you doing? You go in there like, uh, can I order? Ah, sit down and shut up. I'll bring you what I bring you. Be thankful I bring you anything at all and don't kill you and hang you in the meat locker. I want slutty pancakes. Make it a tall stack, all right? Hey, come Make on. it a tall stack for this one. I think you know what I mean. Hey, 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 whoa, hey, hey, hey. hey. Yeah, going to Kenny, huh? <laughs> I, I love talking to the, the New Jersey riff, man. Yeah. I, I lived with a chick from Jersey. She was a dirty little, you know, according right. to my wife. I, I lived yeah. with her for about four years. And I just got my, I, got, I didn't get my hearing back till like the late 90s. Yeah. The volume, man. Holy crap. She was a dirty little pancake. Well, she was actually a decent chick, but she, she just was loud. She was, she was an Italian Roman Catholic from yeah. South Jersey. Right. Oh, boy, could that chick scream. Oh, I, my God. I have family that live on Long Island, New York. Right. And, the, and a branch of them living in North Texas now. So we stopped there this summer. To, they had a reunion of some sort. We visit them this summer. And... Uh, my wife had never been around my family before. Right. And so we all got, and it was probably five minutes in. And right. I, I went right back to that. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I, lived, I haven't lived with them in, you know, near them in over 40 years. You just slip right into it. But you it slip was, right back into it. You know, that's basically how I talked until I was 11 years old. You know? Right. And so it was just really funny. It's very, why are people on East Coast? They're so, we're so loud. They're so yeah, loud. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, when I first met uh, this woman that I ended up living with, you know, uh, in my early 20s, again, gr- born and raised in South Jersey. Yeah. I thought the members of her fa- the, 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 their family, they all hated each other's guts. No. I thought they hated each other because, you know, a typical conversation on the kitchen table was, what are you doing, you a-hole? I said dinner was going to be at six. You're not here. Forget about it. Get out. I ain't just stinking guts. I'm never making you food again. 
I hope you starve. I hate you. You know, and I and I say, wow, don't baby. look for any leftovers. There ain't any. Huh? There ain't any leftovers. Get out of my house, you piece of crap. I hate you. Mom, where are you going? You know, and and yeah. you go like like wait, 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 you guys, man, you guys really no. have some anger. What do you? And she was surprised. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like you, you're constantly yelling at each other and telling each no. other you hate. Do you know what each it other. is though? No, we love each other. How dare you say that? I mean, yeah. he's got mad at me. No, what it is is there are such large families, right? That in order to be heard, <laughs> you have to be louder than everybody else. I'm not lying. <laughs> That's it's true, <laughs> but you're right to be recognized. You know, when we you got all more got kids to... in the house and Father yeah. Abraham, you know, you gotta you gotta make a big stir to be noticed. Because we all got together last July, and right. it was a scream fest. Was it really? Oh, it was great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I respect that sort of. Hey, that's a family. That whatever works for your family right. is whatever works for your exactly. Family. You know, don't anybody else come in there and scream at us? Oh, right. Know. Well, that's yeah, now, there, now you've got a problem. What's that? I take that stuff seriously. Yeah. What's that scene? It was a Robert De Niro movie where he and a bunch of other guys are playing tough guys and they're all childhood friends. Yeah. And it came out in the movie, and I'm big on this. Like, it, it was like four best friends who grew up in New York or something like that. And De Niro's like, somebody calls one of them an a hole. Yeah. And De Niro goes, "Listen, let me tell you something. He can call me an a hole. I've known him my whole life." If he wants to call me an a-hole, that's cool. If this guy over here wants to call me an a-hole, I love this man. He can call me an a-hole. Right. But don't you call any of us an a-hole. Yeah, but, you know. Because then like, we'll kick your ass. We're kind of like that here. We are. <laughs> I mean, we say, we say the worst things to each other. Sure. But if anybody else even raises an eyebrow. Then oh, we're going to tussle. What, yeah, did you, what did you say? Well, oh, no, you didn't. Hey, what? You know, that's like taking yeah. off the rings. I'm just, that's how I am. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in, in your little community here, you make, you hate each other's guts and call each other all kinds of names and stuff. But, but don't come but around man, here, yeah. I don't want to hear that crap from anybody no. else. I kick don't your even, ass. Don't even say their name. Don't even, don't even think it. You want some eggs. Um, don't whatever. even breathe out of the nostril that's closest <laughs> to him. <laughs> That's true, though, but that, that's a, that is a very East Coasty thing, though, isn't it? That, like, we could call each other the most horrible things yeah, in the world, but if you say anything here yeah. as an outsider, we're going to kick your get, ass. You're going to kick your ass kicked. It's hilarious, man. Now, on this thing of charging uh, your children rent, I, I mentioned this story. <laughs> oh, God. Hey! He's looking at me and laughing. <laughs> you just wash the hair. Saturday night. You know, I work what? on my hair. Well, I, that's funny. I'm, but we have this story now where you have this family, this pair, couple in Texas. They have a 19-year-old daughter. It's become a news story. Right. In that they're charging her. She's not in college. She's just kind of, I don't know what she's just working. They're charging her 200 bucks a month in rent. And people were outraged. And James, my intrepid producer, had, had said, yet your parents, in fact, charged you rent at some point. Yes, at one time I had to pay. I think it's a great idea. You know, I, I, I got to be honest. My dad had a completely different trip. My dad's thing was, and I'm my wife and I are kind of in this place where no matter where you go and whatever happens to you, whatever misadventures you have, you always have a room here. Right. You can always make your way back home and you have a place to live. Right. Okay. And, and my father said, the same thing, yeah. you know, a similar thing to me when I left home. I was 16 when I left home. You left he, home early, right? But he told me, you know, if this doesn't work out, you can come back. Right. You know, the rules will be considerably different, but, you know, you can come back if it right. doesn't work you out. Right, you got to live you. by the rules of the house, but yeah. I'm not going to, you always have a room here. So I'm kind yeah. of of that ethic, you know what I mean? Right. 
Uh, also, you know, I, I have gone native. I, I, I now, based upon the people who largely populate my world, I identify as a Mexican Jew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, all I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying anything negative about Hispanic families, Mexican right. families. All right. Mm-hmm. But I know dudes who are in their mid forties who still live at home. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's cool. I'm just, I, you know, I, we have three grown ass adult children, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and they're all in their twenties now, you know, all three of them. Right. And, you know, I don't know. They may live with us forever. I, I don't, I, I, it doesn't, bo- it, it doesn't bother me. Right. You know, I like having him around, you know, but I mean, yeah. it's just that, you know, I'm just, dude, you, you, you've seen like chicks at the HEB pushing around a cart and there's like a nine year old riding in the cart. That dude ain't never moving out. That dude's going to be there when he's 50. I'm yeah. just saying right. nothing wrong with that, but am I not, be, I'm not making it this something up. Am I? No, but people can contribute. Oh, I agree. Yeah, contribute. I'm just saying that they're, you know, and you actually bring it up New Jersey. You saw this with the Italian community in Jersey a lot, and that multiple yeah. generations are living yeah, under the same stay, roof. They stay in the house. And right. nobody, it's just, a, it, there's nothing, you know, it's fine. You yeah. just wait for one of them to get married, and then a room opens up, and then someone moves <laughs> out of happens. the room and yeah. goes down to the basement, and then it's their basement, and then they find someone and you move out, <laughs> yes. and then someone else goes from upstairs yes. to downstairs. Exactly. Yeah. It never ends. I have no issue with this yeah. uh, well and, and i'll be even more honest like when my mom was living with us okay and we were their primary care my kids took wiped our ass sorry to put it that way but they did everything Whatever she they needed had to, to do, do. they sure. did what they did there's yeah. good contribution i i and i tell them this all the time i don't care what you do as long as you are doing something right my daughter's a full-time student now she wants to be a transplant counselor mm-hmm. uh, my son works for the for the school department so he does right. that he also provides he, he does pay into some stuff as far as the monthly bills right you know they feed the dogs yeah <laughs> see we don't have that they problem. feed the cats so yeah, they gotta for, worry about it for whatever reason our kids couldn't wait to get the hell out see your kids were dead they they fled yeah, well, yeah we, they, they <laughs> ran yeah they knew sounds very french yeah, right that sounds very french man they just oh yeah. Oh, bad one, bad zoot. He's you, always you, he's always taking that's a so shot. racial. That is that is <laughs> exactly. But you know, I I fully know. I know. I embrace the fact that my they're never going to move out until they get married. Yeah. You know, uh, that's fine. But or maybe even then they'll just move the dude in. I don't care. There were only a, there were only a couple. <laughs> I don't care. Just, what? Only a couple. Like one of our. I'm not going to give his name. <laughs> <laughs> there, we we have seven boys. Pick one. Uh, <laughs> He he was staying with us and he was just starting out. Right, and I'm like, well, you know, you can save some money and you you know then you can sure. move out, right? But then I noticed his room was getting full of stuff <laughs> that he was spending his money on. It's like, how many guitars do you need? <laughs> These plant roots, man. Yeah. How much money do you have? Yeah, it's like you're making more than I make. Yeah, you we should... got to talk about this arrangement. Just yeah, a and, bit. and then he's like, well, what if I pay you rent? And I'm thinking. Here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to think he can lay some claim to some of what's going on around here right. and call the shots. I don't play that It's way. a power move. No, He's trying to take it's, over. It's not going to happen because See, you, make, you can bring in all the money you want. I'll still kick your ass, right? <laughs> so I'm like, well, if you can pay me rent, you can pay this guy over here rent just as easy. You know? That's so, right. So go pay him rent instead and, and surrender your room now. <laughs> surrender your room. You we're going to evict you. You have 30 days. Yeah, so why don't you go? Get all that crap out of there. But on the other hand, uh, the, our younger two daughters, um, they just disappeared one day. I didn't even know. I mean, like, my daughter, River, she just left. She was even, gone. Yeah. I, I come home. I'm like, where's River? 
Well, she moved out yesterday. Well, nobody tells me anything around here. <laughs> and then my youngest it's a daughter. a weird dynamic. Yeah, that, nobody she, tells me yeah, anything. Nobody tells I want me you anything. out of here. And then my What's youngest daughter, on? about a year ago, she comes up and she goes, I just signed a lease on an apartment. I'm like, well, when were you going to tell me? <laughs> now I have to that help kind of you funny, move. Like, when are you going to move? When are you going to yeah. get your life together? Hey, where'd you go? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I know the feel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're basically feminists in my house in that my son, myself, and all of the male cats, we just do everything my wife and daughter tell us to do. And yeah. as long as we maintain that, we're fine. Okay? Right, yeah. We're true feminists. Yeah. See, but you know, then you get an empty house, you don't know what to do with your time. But right. Well, I, if I, something's I got, missing, it's like I have nobody I, to blame it well, on. Well, I obviously don't want an empty house because I have ten cats! <laughs> I, um... I think that they are smart. Knowledge. I learn things. They're entertaining, informative. Is power. We get some news. We get a lot of our news. That's where I get my news. News and information. Power up. That's where I get my news. On News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Wednesday is almost through for us. Markley Van Camp and Robbins up next. James is looking a little peaked today because of all the car honking last night. With all the Spurs fans. Because they just hired Godzilla to, uh, to uh, or they just, what, traded it? I don't know. I don't know how this crap works. We got the first pick in the draft. the first pick of this really tall dude from France, right? Yes. Uh, Le Godzilla. Uh, and uh, he's he's tall. He's a he's a, he's a tall. He he. I bet there are different weather patterns, like you know, bouncing off the crown of his head. I mean, that's tall. That's tall, dude. Seven foot five. Good God, man. Bonjour, Vato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't care about basketball anymore. I, I I went through my basketball phase when I first moved to San Antonio, and then I just I got sick of pop and 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 all the greats left, uh, but people are excited. And, and I'm glad. I'm glad they're happy about basketball again in San Antonio. That's the way it should be. Well, it's the only game we have in town that's yeah. big leagues. Right. I mean, the missions are great. Oh, I love the missions. And but... they're, they're going to get a new stadium, right. so that'll be cool. But yeah. pro leagues, this is it. We're like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That's all we got. Here's Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey. Where are you going with that yes. gun in your hand? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Sorry, man. What's going on? Hey, I, I just want to let you know that for 50 years now, I've been going into Jim's restaurant here in San Antonio right. and ordering a quickie. A quickie, really? Yes. I didn't know they offered menu. that at Jim's. What's the quickie? Yeah. Is that the quickie breakfast? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and my wife hates it when I sit there and look up and does she like, like have oh, a quickie. And your wife's like, oh, would you stop? My mom used to do that to my old man because he would do the same kind of. He'd make crack dirty jokes in public, and my mom would go, "Oh, just stop." Does your wife do that? Like, would you stop at the quickie? That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yes. I talked earlier about what it means to be a man. Okay, a man, and and let me tell you something, Joe. Another one of our manly duties, you and I, and all men everywhere who are locked in the binds of holy matrimony, we have a moral and spiritual obligation to annoy the crap out of our wives as much as possible and make their lives interesting. So you keep ordering that quickie, pal. You bet. And do it for That's all mankind. Good. All right, man, I got to run. Thank you. you know what I mean? I live to annoy my wife. It's so much fun to get under her skin. You get a discount on the quickie at your age? Is that an AARP <sighs> thing? I do. 
I, I now can you go know to, I'm jealous. I don't say that. I can spite. go to Jim's now and order off the senior menu. Oh, I can't wait. Thank you, James, for reminding me of this. I had pushed it out of my mind, but now you have reminded me. So maybe I'll go to Jim's and after I get off the air and order some Jello and some freaking bran muffins and maybe a quickie breakfast with a 5% discount off the senior menu. It's only 5%. Is it so freaking old? Huh? It's only 5%. Oh, I don't know. 15%, 5%. Oh. Ah. Whatever I don't, it is. I don't take care of the bills. My wife handles all that. I'm ready. It is weird when you can do the senior discount at, at, at some place. It's, it's, it's an eye-opener. I mean, I, I, did you get the AAR, AARP stuff yet? No, and I'm kind of mad about it. It should be, be coming. You're 50 now, and she yeah. should be getting that crap. I want to apply. Give me the gold card. Let's go. You know, that magazine makes an excellent fire. It's excellent kindling for a little fire one may have on their patio. Which is what I did with my AARP magazine subscription. Well, you. I burned it! You missed some coupons that were probably. I don't care! There. I'm not old! I don't care! I don't need coupons! <laughs> I don't need to stick a senior discount! Do I look old to you? Don't answer that question. So, anyway. I'll turn the mic off. <laughs> it's time for me to get the hell out of here. Uh, have a great day. Uh, a thank you to my uh, intrepid producer, James. Our executive producer, uh, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Is it being prepared to do the right thing? Whatever the cost. Isn't that what makes a man? Mm, Sure, that and a pair of testicles. (laughs)